0: In today's show, I'm looking at the fantasy basketball waiver wire. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. We're looking at the fantasy basketball waiver wire now, so let's talk about those, uh, those guys straight away. First off, let's look at guys who can be droppable options. Not guys that you have to just go out and... Immediately evict from your roster, but if there's moves that you need to make, if you need to clear a spot in a trade, these guys are expendable in twelve-team leagues. Eric Gordon, he's out four to six weeks. He was a fringe player anyway. He's still rostered in a chunk of leagues. Leagues, get rid of him. You don't need to hold on to him. Get that garbage out of here. Blake Griffin. I don't know why he was picked up in as many leagues as he was. He's not playing yet. He is going to come back soon, but his role is not going to be huge. He is not going to be that good, most likely, and I just don't think the risk-reward of holding onto a dude like Griffin when you could be streaming that spot, adding other higher upside-type players in there... um, it's just not worth it. There are just so many more other players that you could use that spot for than holding on to Blake Griffin, who wasn't good when he played and now isn't even playing. And I just I don't see the need for it. So he can go as well. You know who this bloke is. The world. This is like a greatest hits of guys that you can drop. Hassan White, said, What are we doing? Oh, I'm just waiting, mate. Just waiting for a trade. Just waiting for a trade. Waiting for a buyout. Waiting for waiting for to be bought out. Okay. Who, is he good? No. What team is he going to? And and I could be wrong on this. I could easily be wrong. He could get bought out. He could go to a team, and that team could be stupid and say, Hassan, you are the man. You are playing 25 minutes a night, and I guarantee you if he does that, he will put up huge fantasy stats. But t- a teams that dumb? Who's that dumb? Teams wanting to lose, maybe? I don't know. Who is that dumb? That's the question. Kendrick Nunn's a tough one because... He is producing at an okay level, but we are seeing the trend down happen. Jimmy Butler's back. Dragic is back. Hero is back. Bam is going to return. And we're seeing Nunn's minutes and production tail off. So that's why he's probably the best exemplification of what I say was he's not an auto drop. But if you need to take a flyer on someone, like one of the blokes we're going to mention later on, if you need to stream in a guy who gets a spot start because the Thunder are arresting everybody, yeah, heads up to who we're talking about later on, then he's the guy that's expendable. He's the guy that's gone. And he's that guy that again people do hold on to at times because they love the production that he has given. And you know, I'll call him out here on this show. My brother texted me the other day. He's like, hey, do I uh, do I drop Kendrick Nunn for Kevin Porter? Like, yes, you do. You do. Like, I know Nunn has been producing at a high level and Porter hadn't played a game, but you do make that move. And then, well, obviously, we've seen how that's panned out, but you do make that move. So people do have that, well, look what Nunn has done for me, but you've got to look at what he can do in the future. And Eric Bledsoe, he's he's just shithouse. He is just so unmotivated, and I'm sure there is a massive motivation problem there with Bledsoe, but rightfully, he's not playing enough minutes, and he's not a player that I would bother holding onto in 12-team leagues. Let's look at some drops in points leagues. DeAndre Jordan, again, We're looking at when Griffin, when Durant returns. He's just not going to be enough playing time and not enough upside to bother. Tim Hardaway, I don't know why he's still rostered in as many leagues as he is. Duncan Robinson is a bad points league player, so he shouldn't be held on to. He's more of a 14 to 16 team league points league guy. Eric Bledsoe we've talked about already. And then Brooke Lopez, who is just barely hanging on barely hanging on in a 12-team category league, but in a points league, again, you can get so much more value by streaming in that spot. Remember, streaming in a spot, a lot of the times you can get five to six games out of that roster spot versus the three and a half games you get by holding on to a player. So even if it's only five games that you get, you are talking about a 50% increase in output. So what that means... In general, if a player averages, let's say, 20 fantasy points who at the back end of your roster and he plays three and a half games per week, that's 70 fantasy points for the week. If you stream and use that roster spot five times, I'm just trying to do some, uh, some quick maths. Where's Big Shaq? Two plus two is four, minus one, that's three quick maths. Those blokes that you stream in only need to average 14 points to be equivalent. If they average 16 points, then they beat that value. And they are very rough numbers, but that is that's the difference that you're you're talking about there. So you, you don't even need that waiver wire stream player to be seventy-five percent worth that back end guy. And that's why these guys are are not must-holds and droppable players. Let's look at some players to add. Moses Brown, spot start today on Sunday. Um Great fantasy profile. We talk about Hassan Whiteside that when he gets minutes, he puts up stats. That's who Moses Brown is. He'll block a shit ton of shots. He'll get rebounds. He'll have a very high field goal percentage. And that's really about it. But that works well for fantasy. Moses Brown is the backup center now. He started today with Horford and Roby both out. He... Fouls are going to be an issue. He won't push to 30 minutes. I feel pretty confident with that. He is a guaranteed 14-team league ad just to see where it goes. And again... Having that roster spot available in a 12-team league, just add Moses Brown and see what happens. The last time that we had Horford play, he still played 26 minutes, but in you know, to be fair in that game, no Baisley, no Gildas Alexander, so everyone pushed down. Poku played the three, Roby played the four. Now, Brown might play 12 minutes a night. He won't. He'll probably play like 18 minutes a night on a, on a bad night and 22 minutes a night, 23 minutes a night on a median night and then 28 minutes a night on a good night. To me, with the statistical profile that Moses Brown has, that's worth adding. Maxi Kleber is nowhere near the level of your highs and lows, but he's a good shot-blocking, three-point shooting big man who's a top 100 player over the last two weeks, and you can't ignore that. Isaiah Stewart, much like Moses Brown, just getting your 20 minutes a night, blocking some shots, being a very good rebounder, extra bonus in offensive rebound leagues, um, and eating into Mason Plumlee's playing time. Another one that might not look great initially. It looks borderline, but I'd add him in 12-team leagues, and I've been saying that for a couple of weeks now. The Bulls are making a change to their starting lineup today, and by the t- when I'm recording this, I don't know how that's going to look. I mean, I don't know how it's going to look on the court because I know that Tomas Saturansky is going to start over Kobe White, and I have said for Years? Yes, years, because since Kobe White's been drafted, he is not a starting point guard. He is better suited to being, best-case scenario, Jordan Clarkson, Lou Williams. And that's a really good best-case scenario, but that's a sixth man playing 25, 26 minutes a night. That is Kobe White's NBA role. And the Bulls have realized that now, and they are starting Tomas Sadaransky. Now, Sadoransky, if he plays 30 minutes a night, he is a high-efficiency, five to six-assist guy that can get 1.7 steals and hit a couple of threes. And that has enough value that you can take a fly. Look, he might start and play 21 minutes. And then you look at it and you go, shit, I wasted that ad. But you still do it. You still make the ad and you see where it goes. And of course, I'm just going to throw this the obligatory one in Kevin Porter Jr. He isn't rostered in every league. He needs to be rostered in every league. We haven't seen what a... Full rosters, roster rockets roster looks like no wood, no wall, no house. Um, Gordon, we can forget. Tucker, we can forget because they're a long way away. All the depot, sure, he might get traded, but other players might come in the mix. Porter's had an absolute free run up to put up big numbers, so I imagine there'll be some drop off from him. But you can't leave him on the wire. Simple as that. Points leagues. Some similar names here, Moses Brown, yep. Uh, Cody Zeller, he's significantly under-rosted still, like 20% rostered on Yahoo. Needs to be rostered in more leagues than that. Let's talk about MC Hamadou Diallo. Ah, Hamadou. Hamadou. Um, traded to the Pistons, uh, I think they seem to be souring a little bit on Josh Jackson. So there is a starting position open there. Now, one one thing I will mention is that Dwayne Casey has been really, I don't know what the right word is, um, insistent on having shooting at the two-guard position. Hamadou Diallo is the opposite of shooting. In fact, he is one of the worst shooting shooting guards in the NBA. Like, he's terrible at it. So there's a chance that he doesn't start, and they keep Wayne Ellington there. And Wayne Ellington could get traded, sure. No, no, he should get traded. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the the ideas behind uh, Casey's rotations alter. So another shooter could move in there. The other thing you got to throw out there with Diallo is that yeah, people will highlight, hey, look at the games. When he started for OKC, he was huge. He averaged 16, 8, and 4, and that is 100% true. He did that starting at point guard when Gildas Alexander and um, George Hill and someone else, I can't remember who the other guy, I thought maybe it was uh, Maladon was in the um, uh, protocols, and he played 37 minutes a night. So, and he had 1.6 steals, which these are numbers that are well above anything that he's ever done. It's not like all of a sudden he became a starter, went, hey, look at me, I'm a legend now. That didn't happen. It was just a real circumstantial thing where he saw the ball in his hands all of the time and played a shit ton of minutes. So he's not that guy necessarily that he was as a starter. So don't be fooled by numbers where you go, look in the five games as a starter, he averaged 17, eight and four. Um, so there is context associated with that. But still, he is a much better category league, uh, sorry, points league player than category league player. For all of the hullabaloo about Diallo, he's not even a top 230 category league player this year in playing 24 minutes or not. He's not that, He's not that level, right? But what he is, is he is a better points league guy, and he is someone to at least take a flyer on. Josh Hart should be rostered, and I think Joshie Richardson is worth grabbing at this point just to see where it goes because he is playing at a higher level at the moment than he has in, in the rest of the season. Some deep league ads, Dario Sharic, I reckon you can even have a crack at him in 12-10 leagues. He's better than DeAndre Ayton at the moment, and he's playing minutes commensurate with that. His usage is up, he's putting up good numbers. Some other deep league guys, let's look at Jake Lehman, who's starting for the Wolves, and he's not great, but starting 27, 28 minutes, there's enough value there. Sterling Brown, another guy who's benefiting from the absences in Houston, a guy that can hit threes and put up steals. Kenyon Martin Jr. I think Kenyon's a 14-team league ad. I think he can be a 12-team league guy. A good rebounder, a guy that can hit some threes, a guy that can block a ton of shots. He's PJ Tucker, but good at fantasy. That's the role he's going to play. Now, whether they go with uh, Martin or Tate in the bulk of those power forward minutes whether they try a wood pattern combination remains to be seen but I'd be adding Martin in anything 14 team leagues or deeper and even in some 12s I'd consider it and Alexei Pokushevsky, we saw him have another big game on Sunday you know that I love Pokyshevsky if you listen to any of my pre-draft stuff I believe I had him in the top 10 of that draft and I think I uh, I think yeah, there were people I had on the show who had him in the top 4 you're just saying his upside was there it's been shaky at times and it will continue to be shaky this season but his upside is immense and I said this the other day as well. I think that his potential is better than Darius Baisley. He is easily a better fantasy player than Darius Baisley, profile wise And I think on court, he will be a better player than Baisley really, really soon. Will this pan out this year? Probably not for 12-team leagues. But if they just say, screw the shit, Pokhyshevsky's better, and we're starting him and playing 30 minutes a night, I'd add him in every 12-team league. In 20 minutes a night, 14, 16-team leagues, Pokhyshevsky is a go. Let's go through some must rosters. You know these guys. Rosted in under 85% of Yahoo leagues and their top 100 players shouldn't be on any single waiver wire anywhere. And if you are, you have not only got your thumb up your ass, you've got your best mate's thumb up your ass as well. So do something about it. Tyrese Halliburton, Norman Powell, Thad Young, PJ Washington Jr., Maximum Derrick you think? What's chest, Josh. Yes. Um, yeah, he's a must roster player. Um, Yaka Purdle, Rob Williams, Jordan Clarkson, Kevin Porter, Darius Garlo Garland. DeAndre Hunter, coming back soon, apparently. I was still skeptical, but coming back soon, apparently. The Pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnes Barnesy, Larry Nance Jr. Lon Wright. D'Anthony Melton. I've got there as must roster. I'm not as convinced with that one as the rest, Um, but I know that he's good. I just don't trust Taylor Jenkins. So I would add him, and I would say that he should be added, and then let's just see where we go from there. Popular ads, these are guys, your top ads over the last 12 hours or so, Kenyon Martin, talked about him already, the two sixes big men, Tony Bradley and Dwight Howard, um, no Joel Embiid for two to three weeks, if you can deal with the free throws, Dwight's probably the guy to go with, but I think Bradley has a real shot at back end back end 12-10 value, probably more 14, but back end 12-10 value. Rudy Gay. No LaMarcus Aldridge. Gay is playing out of his mind. He is a definite 14-team league ad and probably a 12-team league ad, especially with the way the Spurs schedule is. Now, he could be traded as well, but I think he's a strong ad. And then Hamadou Diallo, who we've discussed already. Let's look at some hot players. These are top 100 players, rostered in under 50% of leagues over the last week. Matisse Thibel, um and Furkan Korkmaz is on that list, both because Ben Simmons was out. Don't read too much into that. Jalen Noel. Taking a ton of shots. I've been talking about this guy for a long time as well, saying yeah his value is there if the shots go in. And at the moment, they're going in. So he does have some back-end 12-team value. Rudy Gay, we discussed already. Then another Minnesota Timberwolf player, Jaden McDaniels, who is going to be up and down. Um, He's more just a streamer for blocks at this point, but just watch to see if he can develop any sort of consistency. And then lastly, we look at some flyers. Ty Jerome started today for the Thunder. He's been pretty good. There is still George Hill and uh, the Salt Lake Theo Maladon, who's got to overcome. But he could easily be the guy that takes... Malladon's a second-round pick this year. Ty Jerome was a first-round pick last year. There's a chance that, that Jerome is better than Malladon very easily. And the Thunder think that and, and end up starting him this year. So he's a flyer type. Chumura Kiki, you know that I like this bloke. Um, Aminu's not the answer, unless the question is who is the originator of this uh, you sound drop. You sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. That's the only answer to the question of uh, who is El Farouk Aminu. Um, so Kiki's got that ability. It's just a flyer at this point. Luka Sharmanich, also a massive flyer. That is waiting for an Aldridge trade and then waiting for the next domino, a Rudy Gay trade. Because if that happens, Shamanich comes in, Maybe battles the struggling Keldon Johnson. More deep leagues, but a flyer. Justin Patton, now he is a guy that you roster for now for sure. And then it's more of a flyer for what happens long-term. Do they play him and Wood together? Because Wood's going to come back next week and Patton's role could be reduced. But I've liked what I've seen. And the other one I'm looking at there is Naz Reed, Mainly because you know, if Towns does hurt his wrist again... Reed's going to be a must-roster player. Or they could decide to screw Jared Vanderbilt, screw screw Jaden McDaniels. Let's put Towns and Reed together and let's just go completely wild on this thing because he is the best fantasy producer out of the Reed mcdaniels vanderbilt trio. And if he does get those minutes, then shit, it is going to be on. So he is a guy to look at in that scenario. Guys, that'll do it for me. Drop it down in the comments below. What did I get wrong? Who did I miss out? What other questions do you have? Subscribe Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.